Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 2019 season Australian Grand Prix WTF1 podcast. I am Matthew Gallagher and joining me is one resident member of the WTF1 podcast and one rather new but also very important man from the That Time When series. We've got Dan Thorne with me. Hello, Dan. Hello, Matt. I feel like this is a radio show. And Jess. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we're not on video, which is uh, slightly strange, but we've got kind of a varying amounts of series coming out on audio. We've got That Time When. We've got this as well. This mm-hmm. is a very exciting time for podcast listeners, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for the insight, Dan. Welcome. Right, so let's talk about the Australian Grand Prix. I am so excited. How excited are we, guys, that Formula One is back? Exhausted, though, because it's an early start. Yeah. yeah. But yes, thank God F1's back because we missed it hardcore. So, And we also missed the three-word race reviews, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, we've got a few here from fans about the race. We've got... The, oh, God, I always pick the worst name. That one, half ran 15. Bottas, bearded badass. <laughs> you've got Klakuten <laughs> underscore MC. Not very exciting. But then you have other people going D4Boz18T saying good season start. And I think uh, a good one to have as well in here is Y underscore not underscore Brian that says thank you, Charlie, as a, as oh, a nice yeah. little three-word race review as well. Uh, we've kind of spoken about it a lot, but obviously it's very sad that we that we lost Charlie uh, so unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- that, I think that's the thing that shocked most people. It's not like he was away or retired or he was at, in Australia. Like I had people telling me, you know, I, I saw him in the safety, like doing the safety car laps yesterday and doing track inspection. And Vettel was saying, you know, I yesterday I was walking around. Yeah parts of the track with him and now he's not here it's i think it's just been a massive massive blow to the f1 community um and just testament to his legacy really just what an absolute character without even really appearing on any broadcast or you know he wasn't in front of camera very often but i think everybody knows about charlie like every fan kind of knows you know, oh, get on the radio to Charlie, like, Charlie, Charlie, send out a safety car. Like, it's just he's just synonymous with the racing. And for me personally, it was actually quite emotional knowing that it wasn't him putting the lights out on on Sunday. It was kind of like very, that bit for me, like I'd been very upset about the whole thing anyway, but then having him not be the one to mm. hit lights out was like, oh God, he's really, he's really not here. Yeah. It was quite jarring, I think, but. I think, I mean, I mean, you know, he meant a lot, as you say, to, to everyone. Yeah. Uh, and he was almost like that higher power that be, you know, you never really saw him, as you say, yeah. but he was always Charlie Whiting. He was in charge and everyone felt comfortable. Um, and he'll be sorely missed, won't he, from, from the paddock, as, as you know, as a lot of people have done, done some ni- really nice tributes. I thought the yeah. Sky Sports one was really nice as well. Um, Interesting so. to see um, Bernie Eccleston on the Sky Sports F1 And very tribute. upset as well. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I didn't know he had it in him to be emotional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit weird. Did you hear him, his bit where he was like, you know, I've lost drivers and that's obviously upsetting, but I'm actually more upset about losing Charlie. The normal ones, isn't he? Yeah, saying, right? he was like, you know, the people that 
aren't risking their lives, but actually he Charlie gave his entire life to Formula One. Um and with all the travelling and you know, it, it it takes it out on mm. you. Maybe not in the same way that a driver getting in a Formula One car, but it does make it go, Oh God, yeah, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> I know. It, it is a massive sort of life kind of I don't know what realisation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan, what did what did Charlie mean to you? Um well I don't really know to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like a, you've said everything I can say, Jess, on that really. Um he's one of those people that judging by the tributes and what everyone says about him, people got annoyed at him in races, but that's because they're racing drivers and team owners and whatever. Yeah. But he's one of those people you genuinely feel like no one had a bad word to say about him. Yeah. He was just he was there for everybody. He was doing his job. He did it brilliantly. And it's a big pair of shoes to fill. Massively. Huge. Absolutely huge. Um, So obviously he'll be massively missed. um, But I think he would want us to talk about racing. So let's let's move on to uh, the Australian Grand Prix. Uh, And before we dive into the three word race reviews from ourselves, uh, we had a very important question come in from McGee underscore Mr. How was your 5am wake up? (laughs) Dan, how did how did you how did you survive 5am? Well, I'm quite used to early starts, to be honest. So my previous job involved a lot of early starts. So, you know, getting up is... You've trained. You've trained yourself. Yeah, getting up at R4 isn't sort of, isn't too bad. But the only thing that annoys me about the early starts is that you get up early and then you're watching the race straight away. There's no sort of time to get hyped up beforehand. To soak it in. Because you're just asleep and then you get up and then the race is on. So it's a weird build up for me, but... Yeah, the earliness doesn't really bother I understand me. that, but I like my sleep a lot more. So I'm kind of like, fine, I understand <laughs> that when that alarm goes off, I have to go and turn the television off or I'm going to miss five lights. What about you, Jess? Were you a, you're, you're not too bad at getting up early, are you? No, um, but I think, you know, it's one of the only things where I am like, I'm up. Like when the alarm, usually in the morning, I'm, I'm a Groggy. snoozer. Yeah. Like I'll put the 10 minute snooze on. And I'll be like, ah, it's fine. I'll, I'll find that 10 minutes elsewhere. But when it's F1, it's like, mm, no, I'm Hello. up. I'm awake. I was like trying to desperately find my laptop or whatever I was watching on. And yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was, nah, it's F1 time. Everything else, sleep sleep could wait i do find yeah it's weird how your body's just like i'm ready for the day yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think... no other point do i ever hit 5 a.m i'm like oh, yeah I'm and then ready. you end up having a really productive day i mean i don't know about anybody else but i had such a productive sunday because i was up at 5 a.m oh, it's weird on the sunday it gets to like you know it's getting to the end of the day you've been working doing stuff for the race and i think oh it's the end of the day i can stop now and you look at the clock and it's half two and you think yeah. oh, i've got the rest of the day to go yeah. yet. <laughs> whole half a day left i don't know how all these people do it with their gym routines at half four in the morning and then they have a whole day i'm like nah i cannot survive yeah but that. They're, what they don't tell you is that they're all asleep by nine yeah, yeah exactly so, they're in bed a lot earlier anyway so, formula one yeah. okay <laughs> <coughs> jess three word race review your uh, your one starts off i uh, starts off very well okay yeah so my three race race for oh god I can't. Three well, we have not done this in oh a while have we god. three well wait woo. i should have done like warm-up <laughs> Dan did it just before we came on air as well. And you I was like doing like, some like, like type stuff or what were you doing? No, no, I said uh, three word waste. Oh, me. right. I thought you were doing like vocal warm ups. I was like, that's impressive. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was saying we should have done. No, so um, turn one wins. Turn one wins. Turn one wins. That's yeah. also quite difficult. That's, yeah. <laughs> Try and say it all together. No wonder I was stuttering. And, and why, why was that? Because, um, well, in this race... The, and and I think in a, a lot of Australian Grand Prix, if it, whoever survives turn one in the lead, unless there's a safety car incident, usually wins the race. Um, and and the person who comes out on top out of turn one very often isn't the pole sitter. So I think from from that it was case in point. You know, um, Bottas got 
the far better start off the line. Made it into turn one. And after that, it was easy, breezy, beautiful all the way to the end. And um, it's a track that it's so... And this was a this was a race that proved this. It's next to impossible to overtake, even with three DRS zones. Um, the only overtakes that really happened were through a mistake from the person that was looking to be overtaken. Um, uh, cause I guess, you know, the examples are, uh, well, jo- Jovanazzi, which there's been massive debate over how to say his name correctly. Yeah, I saw I you got help. a lot on IBR. Yeah. Um, I heard it is actually it's Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. Yeah, I had to eat my well, words. I'm ignoring it. I, I talk how I want to talk. I'm going to keep going. Giovinazzi. <laughs> Giovinazzi. I will talk I'm too up. stubborn to change my ways. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, because I, I was convinced it was Giovinazzi as well. And then everyone, well, the Italian side of the W2-1 mm. fan base have said, no, it's actually Giovinazzi. And I'm like, Crofty okay. got it right. Yeah, for a change. I know. Uh, no no, no offence, Crofty. Love you. But yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy. So, uh, but yeah, turn one wins. Uh, we actually got a few questions about the track because okay, you mentioned yeah. about the, the the overtakes and not really being able to do many. And it's weird because when you look at the track, you don't think of it as a that difficult to overtake. Like you wouldn't expect it with the amount of DRS zones and the straights that there wouldn't it would be as difficult. Like mm. We saw Lando take eight nine laps to get past a very struggling Giovinazzi. Um, but we got a question here: HBM underscore F one have F one cars outgrown Albert Park as a circuit? Generally quite dull races with minimal overtaking. Is the hype that surrounds the first race protecting it? I think this is like... As I, I was having this conversation on Sunday, actually. Um, I think this isn't just um, something that is surrounding Albert Park. I think there are a lot of tracks on the F1 calendar now where the cars are not built for the dimensions or the layouts of the tracks because obviously a lot of these tracks are you know decades old i mean this 2004 no that was bahrain 2004 um when did albert park come first in 96 96 yeah, right you're looking so, at me it's, it's a damn I was fact thinking, that <laughs> i was already thinking ahead to bahrain i got my facts mixed up but yeah so 90 if you think 96 and I'm guessing there have been like have there been any kind of layout changes since '96? No, I think it's been pretty much exactly. So the same. think of what F1 cars looked like in '96, and think about what they look like in 2019. They are not the same. Um, so the, the the debate I was having um, on Sunday was: is it is it time? Like, does F1 need to look at the tracks that it's currently got on the calendar? and go, if we want good racing, then we need to change the dimensions of the cars to suit the tracks, or do the tracks need to change? Either by updating their current layout, which is tough for yeah. any circuit to do. That's it would take millions yeah. of pounds and probably having to miss out on a season or two to change the change the layouts. Um, do we remove tracks that are no longer suitable for the current F1 cars, or do we change Buy F1 Monaco. cars? Monaco. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, so, and I know famously everyone thinks I'm a massive Monaco hater. I only hate it because it's not built for the cars and the racing that we're that we're watching today. It's not that it's a bad track. You know, if you watch historical races of Monaco, it's freaking amazing. But nowadays, it's just not because cars can't pass um they're massively restricted it's just so and i think albert park is starting to become um victim to that in that unless you have a struggling car or a safety car situation or you're max verstappen (laughs) you you can't really 
pass at all. And that makes for, and again, like I'm not saying that every race needs to be overtake, 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 but I think it stalls the races a lot to the point where you're like, well, okay, maybe someone can make an interesting strategy call, but to be honest, everyone knows, like, everyone's on a similar strategy. So, and we saw, like, Ferrari took a bit of a gamble by pitting Vettel earlier than a lot of teams maybe thought, or the, that Pirelli thought that the teams would be making pit stops, and that ended up being the wrong strategy. Hmm. Uh, Giovinazzi tried to stay out. That wasn't the right strategy either. So it's it's kind of like, where do we go now with racing when the circuits that we've got are starting to now fail the racing and because the, the cars are outgrowing them what like where who whose responsibility does that lay on i don't think you can blame the tracks at all no when you look at any other series on any other tracks they take like the hungara ring for example formula one races there typically quite processional and then it gets to the f2 and the race is bonkers yeah um you think of any other series around a certain track would be good it's it's formula one that's got too fast for the track sort of thing but I think with Albert Park specifically, I don't mind it as a venue. I don't mind that it's typically not as an exciting a race as some other races. I think the problem is that it's the first race of the season and it's so different from every other track. Yeah. And the racing is so different that you've had kind of had all this hype of the winter and you kind of want to see what's what. And you get to this semi-street track, which doesn't necessarily give an idea of the order of the cars. Mm isn't a great race and it's kind of like oh well that was disappointing wasn't it i mean this year's race yeah. was quite good but mm. i thought it was it's right. okay yeah, yeah. it's I'm- better it's been better than previous years but it's almost like i agree with you it's almost like an extension of testing yeah yeah in a weird way like i i don't think no one i mean everyone's trying to draw conclusions on social media and on websites but we still cannot say what to expect from this season. And I I, I, that, I felt the same way last year. It, it kind of get, takes you to get to like Bahrain, China, and you start to see the lay of the land. Um, I mean, Baku's just bloody mental anyway, yeah. so you can't really <laughs> get... But I, like Albert Park, you just don't... I don't know. I still don't know, really. I don't think it's I don't think it's right to draw conclusions based on that race. No, no it, as F1 fans, we always will. Like, that's just the, the way it isn't really. But for me, you know, watching... If we compare it to last year, I think this year, surprisingly, Ferrari looks so much slower than what we all expected. You know, what was it? Nearly a minute off the pace, nearly they were in the end, or where, however far they finished back, uh, because Vettel was falling back and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and then Bottas, yeah, Vettel yeah. was fifty-seven seconds. Yeah, yeah which Mag- is, Magnussen was closer to Vettel than Vettel was to Verstappen. Yeah, which, <laughs> which could lean towards the fact that they just couldn't set the car up properly because that seemed to be a problem that they had in FP two in particular. But um, you know, that's something that we can dive in a little bit when we uh, go into my three word race review. But it, yeah, it's. I think that it's. It is. I like it because mainly because it's been part of whenever whenever I've watched Formula One, it's mainly been Australia as the start, and I kind yeah. of like it as that. Yeah. Um, the representation obviously is not great, but. I think I was watching an interview with Grosjean uh, who was saying in, t- in talking about you know the cars and being able to follow each other and he was saying it was the tires that was the the issue that he said that the 2019 regulations have actually really helped to follow cars but he he just says that well yeah I can get close but then I push too hard and then I overheat the tires and yeah. I have to I have to uh, fall away again so I feel like it's it's many factors and if they change one then maybe that would improve racing around Albert Park for example if they made the tires more durable would that would that help I don't know but because there was another there was another thing I was thinking about as well, which is like I feel F I don't know why this is, but I always feel like F one 
introduces really random like itty bitty rule changes that don't allow for kind of more um meta changes to 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 be to be seen as effective or not because they'll change one thing and you'll be like cool right let's see if drs works and then they'll bring in something else like randomly maybe halfway through a season or you know to the for the start of one season and you're like well you hang on wait a minute we haven't seen if that works yeah. yet or you know yeah not only that but tire compounds have have changed year on year so we don't know if that's a factor so i'm almost like i really hope that 2021 they just draw a line under it and go right this is f1 now this is everything that has to change these are the rules and it's set and that's it and there's no like because that was the thing about fastest lap which i actually think turned out to be a lot better than anybody thought it was going to be and i'm sure we're going to get back uh, into that in detail a little later on but Everyone was like, oh, it's really gimmicky. And I think it is gimmicky, but actually fundamentally what we saw is that it has the potential to completely change a race. Mm. Because if somebody decides, right, I'm going fast slap now because I'm not going to get a podium finish or I'm not going to... Like, that's, as everyone was saying, it's almost the equivalent to an extra second place finish on top of the 21 races. So it's it can actually play a massively i mean i don't know how big of a role it's really going to play but it was interesting it, to yeah, see for could. this race but again it's like another little thing that's coming in and it's like well how, what effect is that going to have on the racing and the fundamental in you know inverted commas problems with f1 mm. should they just go back to the drawing board in 2021 and go right here here's the fun oh my oh. god i'm literally <laughs> so excited Jess has i'm just not sent the pop filter <laughs> flying like should we go back to the drawing board of f1 and go right what makes for great racing how do we how do we make it fairer how do we like bring teams closer together and the one thing you're never going to change is mercedes ferrari red bull will always have more money than the rest of them regardless of if you change the prize part or whatever they're always going to have more money to throw at it because they've got big backing but you know, there are certain fundamentals of racing that can be changed, regulations and cars and, and, and stuff like that, that I'm just like really hoping that 2021 brings that around. And that mix up that I think we all kind of need um, yeah, as, exactly. as fans. Um, so uh, just finally for, well, after looking at Australia, uh, I Flaming Zombie comes in with, should we fear the beard for the rest of the season? Gets us on to kind of uh, talking about drivers and teams and uh mine and jess's uh differing opinion although it was then the same at some points during last season when i couldn't really uh back him up basically anymore, matty but... you just 180 whenever it feels <laughs> like it and one Ouch. day you think bottas doesn't deserve a seat and the next you're calling him 2019 I, I world that, driver champion i think that so... well yeah that was that was a bit of banter but no, i, know, I, yeah. I, I I'm think only um kidding. no no i know i, I think in terms of what you say in terms of 180 i think that's the the whole sort of premise of the sport in some in some respects is that drivers okay. can hit peaks of form quite like they can go from hero to zero very quickly and bottas did very much in my eyes at the start of last season i was like geez okay he's turned up and he hasn't got the luck he deserved but he he was really performing quite well and then he kind of just tailed off and was a broken man by the end whereas again this year he's turned up to australia and i know that hamilton had damage but he smashed him. Like, oh, he well and truly yeah. won that race. Yeah. Like yeah. he he yeah. won that race completely fair and square. But I don't get the hype. I don't get why. I mean, I get I get it because it's a nice story. He had mm. such a shit season season last year. Um, 
He really wasn't anywhere. Everyone was questioning him. Everyone was like, including you, Matty. Yeah. Oh, he'll be out by Monza and yeah. Ocon's going to be waiting in the wings and ready to swoop. He's come into Australia and he's got a beard and he's <laughs> swearing and he's he's like literally like who the hell are you? Are you Bottas? He's a rebel now. Are you his like secret twin or <laughs> yeah. like who, where, where is Bottas? Or you know he must have done some real soul searching over the winter. Um, and he's come back and he's ready to rock. About bloody time. Mm. That I think that's why I'm like, for me, I'll only get excited about it when he he wins another race yeah or when he's like massively competitive in bahrain and china and then i'll believe the hype but right now i'm like that was your best race ever really Mm. it probably was yeah but Uh, do you know what i mean like and i know people are gonna get like upset about what i'm saying but he has all the tools at his disposal to be world champion Mm -hmm. so step it up and do it yeah and then i'll be on board the bottas train of like I understand what you're Hailing saying. It's him. a one-off at the moment, isn't it, Dan? It's a one-off performance which needs to turn around into something a bit more meaningful halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean, it was Im- it's impressive how he's gone from Abu Dhabi last season, broken man, to first race of the season, smashed it, mm-hmm. like, in a relative... Well, it's not a short space of time because winter's testing is bloody ages when you're an F1 fan. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, it's impressive that he's done that. But then again, like you say, look at the start of last year, he was outperforming Hamilton at certain races. Luck meant he didn't win as many races as he should have done but he's shown in the past and in 2017 as well that he has got the ability to beat Hamilton on pure pace yeah but I I remain to be convinced that he can do it across a whole season he may well thrash Hamilton in five or six races this year but in the others I'm you know if he can be if on his bad days he can still be finishing second and third rather than fifth and sixth that'll be the Mm. test Especially in this season where we don't really know like where they're placed at the moment. It looks like Red Bull could... Because, I mean, they were nowhere really in the last few years at Albert Park as far as my mind sort of <laughs> uh, serves me. Is that is that right, Danny? Yeah. Compared they, to uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, even in their dominant years, they sort of... The first race or two of the season, they tended to get off to a slightly slower start and then ramped it up as the season went on. But, yeah, this year, you know, that was my three-word race review, was not bad, Honda. Yeah. Because... It's really impressive how first race of a new partnership, Verstappen's come in. I mean, Gasly had a bad weekend, but Verstappen has showed that the car is competitive from the off. You know, he was chasing down Hamilton for second and way ahead of Ferrari. Yeah, beating Ferrari comprehensively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out quali- like split them on the grid as well. So, you know, the Honda, that was the was their Achilles heel last year, was in qualifying. Even if the car was good in the race, they just couldn't get high enough up the grid. But this year, it looks like they might be able to. It's exciting. I am looking forward to it. Uh, speaking of Ferrari, my three-word race review. We'll get on to yours, Dan, uh, afterwards. Uh, mine was, uh, no, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, my three-word race review is Ferrari, you awake. Um, obviously a bit of a pun on the old uh, Australian GP being so early um, so we had a few questions come in uh, Tane Dog said what the hell happened to Ferrari we, we've kind of mentioned that FP2 like they were looking particularly great Charles was spinning and you know it, they just kind of fell off the wagon from FP1 where they looked okay and it was quite close wasn't it at the, at the front yeah. and then they kind of just tailed off and Vettel was saying it's like driving a different car or something along those lines or you know he was really struggling um, and they were just I don't. I, how can you go from testing? Which, but then again, they've been faster than testing for the last how many years? I don't Four know. Years, yeah. Uh, and then every year they've kind of rocked up and not been as quick as 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 it looks. So, Dan, I'm, I'm interested to know what what you think 
happened to Ferrari this week? Uh, yeah, this weekend just gone. Well, they're saying it's setup issues and that they just went down a rabbit hole with the wrong setup and it's they didn't have time to backtrack it. But one thing that I'm quite interested about is last year they were also quite bad on Friday sometimes, but then would turn it around for the Saturday. And a lot of that was credited to the work of their simulator drivers, Giovinazzi and Kvyat. But now they're both on the grid <laughs> and not the oh, and they're God. not and they're not at Ferrari anymore. So has you know, they used, apparently they used to spend Friday night like on the sim and testing out things. Mm. They've got Verline and Hartley this year. Is that the change that's made the difference that you know they can't turn it around? That's really interesting. Because yeah, because yeah, and they're not even around to help set up the car because they're busy doing their I own mean, yeah, setups. They're like they're both in F one. I wonder quite, if quite like good. yeah, I wonder if like Ferrari's going to go down to like to Alfa Romeo and be like, um, can we? Just borrow, just, borrow <laughs> yeah. just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting because Kimmy's meant to be very good at setups yeah, as yeah. well, and he's not there anymore either. So mm. I don't know. I don't know what um, Charles. Well, he's still getting used to Formula One exactly in many aspects, isn't he? So, so you know, maybe yeah, maybe that. Maybe you've cracked it, Dan. Maybe that's the code has of... been cracked by Dan Thorne. Wow, oh, you're on your oh, first podcast, you have you have unravelled the secrets of F one. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, another question about Ferrari is, uh, which is an interesting debate as well. Uh, Jay Nair eleven, do you think Leclerc should have gone for the overtake and made Ferrari tell him to back off instead of asking permission? No, I think he played it right. It just sounded weird watching it. Yeah. If oh, you yeah. What I mean, yeah. like, ask. Can I? Can I? Can I please go near Vettel, please? No. Oh, okay. I'll just go back now. You know, he proved himself in many respects because he he had a tale of two halves in that race where he was messing up, going across the grass at turn one, falling quite far behind, and then he had great pace. But he was, I guess, it was, it was a better strategy for him because he was on fresh tyres. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. We- yeah. Um, well, I think for Charles Leclerc, I mean, I don't want to say anything that sounds silly but he can he obviously wants to win he wants to do well but I don't think it's necessary for him to push hard for that straight away you know he could spend a year or two at Ferrari with Vettel and as long as he proves he's got the pace then when Vettel goes he's in prime position to lead Ferrari's charge Mm. so he can almost afford to play a bit of a waiting game I don't think there's any need for him to rock the boat in terms of defying team orders or risking collisions or anything like that because uh, that won't work out for him in the end yeah it's his first race for ferrari you know the the dream team for him uh, as a kid and i think you know even though you know he's labeled as the number two and you know he's going to have to help vettel at times this season if he's if he's out qualified him and beating vettel on pure pace they're not going to be able to say charles slow down no 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 so so i guess that's maybe what he's thinking is the long run um, yeah and he yeah really his first race of the season right he's got He's got 20 other races to prove that he's faster than Vettel if that's what he wants to do um, or that he can beat him on track. So I agree with I agree. I don't I, I don't know if that is his mentality. I think he's no, a very no. he's clearly a very level headed racer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's always been very good at going through things logically. Like I thought his his comments about, of course, there's a number one and number two driver at a team. It's just your your responsibility to prove that you're the number one. I thought that was a very mature way of looking at it rather than going, well, no, obviously I'm number one and or like, yeah. or, or even just bowing down. What he's saying is I'll go out and prove it on track and yeah. Vettel's got to prove it on track just as much as I have. So yeah, I think it's, it's an exciting partnership still. Like I'm still, I'm still super excited to see 
them really stretch their legs, hopefully, if they can get the setup right for Bahrain. But Bahrain, typically, they've done okay at. Like, Vettel won the last two years. We were looking at just before, haven't we? So, the last two years... um, I mean, again, we'll get into predictions later on. But I think, yeah, I don't... The thing is, though, is we always criticise drivers for not just going for it. Mm. But I think there are different scenarios whereby I think that that in that position was probably the right call. Yeah, it's understanding yeah. the situation he's in. You yeah. know, he's he's young. He's like I still can't believe he's in his second year of Formula One. And he's he's driving for Ferrari. So yeah, yeah. I it, mean, it was for fourth place as well. I mean, he's not going to risk it all on a move for two going points. for t- two extra points. Yeah. And also, Ferrari had a terrible weekend. If he'd have spooned his teammate off into yeah. turn three or something, Which it would have looked he atrocious. Did at turn one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that replay. I don't know if you, uh, there was a, another replay that came out where he his Froming literally clipped oh, the, yeah, the yeah. left rear of. Vettel's car I didn't realise that when we first watched I think it, the camera angles didn't really show that I thought that was close but he actually touched like how lucky was he to not give Vettel a puncture yeah yeah it was uh, a quite a frightening of... experience I guess for the for his first race in Ferrari maybe that's why he was asking afterwards because <laughs> maybe you... maybe they came over the radio and were like don't you dare don't <laughs> bloody dare uh, another interesting thing about Ferrari very quickly is Mahel underscore 999 comes in with why the hell didn't Ferrari at least pit Leclerc so he could get the fastest lap point now, I kind of looked into that a little bit and it seems as though he didn't have any fresh softs left from what I from what I saw. And also the fact is Ferrari didn't really have that much pace. So I'd, and, and it would have put him kind of if there'd been an, an issue in the pits uh, to, at risk of Magnussen as well. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I think they would have had enough time. But if there had been, you know, a wheel nut sticking or something, it might yeah. have been a bit close. And I guess it's kind of then taken into account Charles had made some mistakes in that race as well. Do we really want to push you know, a driver in the debut race for their team to, to really go for one extra point. But then I guess that's where the, that fastest lap challenge has really kind of switched it up a little bit. Even yeah. if there wasn't, even if that didn't happen, the fact that people were thinking about doing it yeah. kind of gives you the the idea of what might happen in a future race. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I think you're right. It's always going to come down to, are we going to risk track position for one point? And I think if you're maybe lower down in the top 10, Sure. And you have the gap. Yeah. Why not? You've got nothing to lose. But if you are, yeah, I think P P five P four, you're you're kind of at risk of risking more. Yeah. Then yeah. it then it's worth. So, and also if you know, it looked like Bottas could just like whammy out another. He dropped to twenty five five. Exactly. He, which was like quite a lot faster than the previous fastest lap, and just out of nowhere, you know, he's on he's on really old tires as well, and. It just kind of showed again that the scary pace of of Mercedes round round Melbourne. The thing I found really interesting though at the end of the race was everyone seemed really chill. Did you notice that? Like Who, the drivers or ev- all the drivers. I mean, obviously Bottas was on cloud nine. Yeah, but like Lewis was just like, yeah, um, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Great. Like I had a bit he of had damage like 60 or laps whatever. To kind of be like. Yeah, I've lost this race now. Yeah. I've, I've lost it in turn one. What am I going to say to the media? Well, yeah, they said they said by lap four he knew he couldn't challenge for the win. Lap four, like that's really early on in a race where you're like, okay, I'm just cruising now. I've just yeah. got to get the car home. Like that must be like pretty rubbish. Yeah, I think I, I think at this stage of the season, I don't think Hamilton really sees Bottas as a threat either. So yeah, that's. I, I was also wondering if maybe it was just kind of like well, let him have his moment. Let him have his moment. That's <laughs> fine, not. but I'll ruin the party for you in Abu Dhabi or yeah. buy Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So, but even like the Ferraris just seemed like they were just like yeah, just no, just no pace. Like, but nobody was like 
visibly upset or frustrated or it was just kind of like, yeah. Which yeah. is, that was kind of the, the whole feeling I had around Australia was, ah. Yeah. Like, it, just, like, it happened. Just this one noise review. My one noise yeah. review. <laughs> it kind of just happened. And I wonder if that's also why people are just hyping up the whole Bottas thing more mm. because there's almost less to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I I kind of agree that I, I think the only person pent up was Daniel Ricciardo, kind of. Uh, and that was uh, more disappointment. Yeah, disappointment, and then telling a journalist to f off. That was uh, that was Jenny Gao because she yeah. was yeah she, she was, was on the radio. Was like, that was quite funny. There was an interesting debate about whether if that had been someone else, how that would have been received. But you know, that's just Danny Ricciardo and the way he goes about things, right? Yeah. Um, so Dan, your three word race review. I Finally. rudely. Stopped you uh, because it didn't work in my uh, schedule. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, it was not bad, Honda. Wow, you really had a good thought. You do editing for our WTF on website and not bad is, not, is your words. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits the three words at least. It fits the bill. It fits the bill. Why did you put not bad, Honda? Uh, well, I was just impressed with the whole weekend for Red Bull. You know, there was no no glitches, no hiccups. It was just they kind of delivered on their promise that they would be better in qualifying. Um, Gasly aside, I mean, he was un- he was unlucky. He was only a they tenth just cocked off it up, didn't they? Really, and that was out in Q one and just ruined his whole weekend. But yeah, I think it's encouraging that Red Bull have a package that's now looks competitive across a whole weekend, mm. rather than just at certain tracks uh, with certain tires and in the race rather than qualifying. Yeah, but- it was it was a really impressive. Uh, yeah, uh, you were saying they, and I was like. Yeah, one driver did, did did rather well, the other one not so great. Um, there's a question from Mystery Chi. Chi, do you think Red Bull could really be fast enough to fight for the second place or even for first? Again, this is huge speculation. I don't think they'll be able to challenge no. for the title. I think that it will be one of those years where they will be quick at Austria, and you know the the and and maybe some other kind of medium power track. You know the what I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but you know where Red Bull would usually struggle with power because of their engine. But they've got a bit more power now, so yeah, yeah. I can't think of where, where did they come close to winning last year. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Well, they were quite quick at Silverstone last year, yeah. but then had some issues. But... So maybe that's the kind of track where you know you still need a quite a bit of power, but that sort of downforce in the middle sector is where they'd really come to come to shine. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got pizza, ex pizza, ex pizza time. Um, should right, caveat, caveat. I, I used to call him Kvyat, and apparently I oh, I can't remember. What, yeah, people basically there's uh, a Roasted lot of F one people are uh, angry at that. So Kvyat be promoted to Red Bull in exchange with Gasly. Oh God, here we First go. First race of the <laughs> season, Jesus and I they mean, already won the race. Yeah, I mean, good was it? Good. He what? had to fight for that point. In all fairness, for him, <laughs> in a Red Bull. Oh no, no, Kvyat. Oh sorry, Kvyat. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh sorry, I thought you were saying like Gazi had a no, good race. No, 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 like, no, no. <coughs> sorry, Kvyat oh, yeah, had a good race. Sorry, Gazi finished eleventh, didn't he? Yeah, but Balls. I mean, Gasly's Gasly's race was ruined in qualifying. Yeah, and for the exact same reason we were just saying before, like I. But I also wonder. I wonder if Max would have got further up the field. That's what I'm, I was watching the race. I was thinking if that was Ricardo still in that, he'd have sent it a few times. Yeah, and Gasly didn't. He's really... not quite there yet. No, is he? no. You saw in his interviews, I think, in free practice, uh, he was kind of saying, I'm getting used to the car. Yeah. I'm not really there yet. He did seem quite sheepish about, you know. Just... He had a couple of crashes in testing as well. So yeah. I think maybe that's weighing on his mind a little bit. Like he doesn't want to do it again sort of thing. Yeah, because he's got to the big time now. You know, Red Bull is, I guess, where his, his, dream. his dream was. So uh, again, I don't, we can't really jump to conclusions. It's his first race in a big yeah, team. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, he's been quick in practice. He showed that he's got 
pace. He just needs to stop making mistakes. So we'll see if uh, Bahrain brings that. Uh, Kimmy JB 17 what do you think was more impressive? Norris qualifying P8 in his F1 debut with McLaren, Bottas's incredible race performance, or Verstappen actually finishing P3 with the Red Bull Honda? It's got to be Lando. It's definitely Lando, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's really no debate. Which brings us beautifully on to our fourth person's three-word race review. There's only three of us, I know, but we had a race review come in on our Instagram from Lando Norris, so I thought we'd include it. Oh, God. Uh, which he used, stop blocking me, as his three-word <laughs> race review. Uh, it was nice of him to in get involved. In reference to the Giovinazzi train. Yeah, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi, sorry. Oh, my God. God's sake. <laughs> it's going to be a running theme throughout the whole season it now. Um, at Farnham Ref says, who will finish the best placed rookie of the season? Speculation. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Lando. But... I don't know. I've, I'm almost tempted to go for Albon. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, I wasn't sure about Albon because, again, I feel like he had quite a shaky testing um, performance. Like, he span a lot. Um, and again like he there was a couple of moments in the race where he just seemed a little bit unsure of the of the car underneath him um so but again like he had a decent he did had a decent race i think the only way he might be beaten is if mclaren has its reliability problems which um, we saw a bit of with signs <laughs> um so so why do you say alvin uh well i just think i know uh norris and Russell are also rookies, but they're a lot more experienced. They've had years with F1 teams, working closely with F1 teams. They're part of junior programs. Mm. Whereas Albon came almost out of nowhere. He used to be a Red Bull junior, but off the back of some amazing junior performances, he got called up to Toro Rosso. He had quite a Cinderella Cinderella story last season, didn't he, in F2? Because he he didn't have a seat. He didn't have a seat this time last year. Then he did a race-by-race deal and ended up doing the whole season and came close to winning the championship. Exactly, yeah. So you're saying in terms of the potential of him coming through? In terms of potential, yeah. You think that maybe he could uh, be the best player? Again, I guess it is that that transfer over into F1, which is what these rookies are kind of facing. Um, you know, even when you did your interview with George mm. that came out on the channel a, couple, a few days ago, um, that everybody says it's such a massive leap and some people will just take to it and other people will struggle a little bit. Considering how, I mean, this, the thing that got me all weekend was how nervous Lando was in every yeah, interview he was like him. I was getting more and more nervous every round and I didn't know what I was going to do and then afterwards he was like saying that he'd let everybody down yeah and I think the entire world was going who have you let down yeah, yeah, yeah. that was incredible was your first race <laughs> um so it I, I guess yeah I think again it's a bit early to say but I think the underlying uh point is we have a pretty awesome lineup of young oh, talent. I mean, it's the most exciting rookie lineup I can think of for years. So, and I can't, I can't remember the last continues. time we had three F2 drivers come straight through to Formula One in the same season, right? Yeah, there's, I think there's... it has, it happened, has happened like 2006 or 2008. Yeah, so it's or been a while, like but it's yeah. been a, yeah, it's been a little while. I, I'm really, in, I'm really intrigued to see how the rookies go from this kind of very nervous Australia appearance to yeah. how they will be in Abu Dhabi. You know, you've got like when I watch Albon's interviews, he's just kind of there, like he look, just looks like he's happy to be there. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. love to meet him, but he's yeah, he's just kind of like yeah, you know, it's just you know the car was all right, and you know I'm so much better. And, I'm uh, in F1. Yeah, this is oh wow, I'm wearing an F1 shirt. Yeah, this is amazing, and it's it's cool to see I, I really like to see like young sort of you know 
potentials coming through and being so happy and excited. And you've got Lando that just, bless him, just uh, shaking in his boots. But, uh, you know, he'll get used to it. And, you know, he's shown already. He finished, he qualified P8 in a McLaren, yeah. which we don't obviously know exactly where the McLaren is, but kind of low end of the points it? was, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a surprise. So well done, Lando. And uh, I'm interested to see how the rookies do. Let's go on to uh, a bit of deja vu that happened Um we would have seen oh, it in the Netflix documentary uh, from 2018. And it happened again for Roman Grosjean in the house. Slightly more delayed this time. Um, I don't thoughts? think it could have. I mean, Netflix is just onto an absolute winner, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Having like. I reckon there's someone down in the house garage just going, oh, just what? Make sure that's and especially because, chuck I mean. That, <laughs> chuck that tire nut away. <laughs> the, com- the complete star of that. Um, documentary series is definitely Gunter Steiner. That is, he's an what incredible human being. An MF legend. <laughs> I am secretly in love with him. I'm publicly in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> um but oh my god what I'd give to know what he was saying on that pit wall after that tire that wheel fell off. I just I mean what how why because it didn't happen after Australia last year that's the thing like they had a completely flawless season in terms of wheels falling off their car and yet they go back to Australia it must be something in the air or I don't know it's it's honestly I felt so sorry and Grosjean coming over the radio and just going I think the uh, front left suspension's gone and we're sat there like come on nah. no <laughs> that wheel is wobbly okay that's not a, that's not front suspension but it was very sad, wasn't it? It was. It was sad to see, it, especially for my fantasy team, but mainly because of. Uh, well, actually, no. Ricardo was the one that really destroyed my fantasy yep. team this week. Um, but uh, I'd be interested to know if everyone's listening as well, if they're doing the fantasy team as well. Dan, you're doing the fantasy team, aren't you? I'm, and uh, I'm going well, I say hard. you're doing the fantasy team. You've probably got about sixty million left, and you're trying to get the worst team possible. Is that right? Or well, I wouldn't say the worst team possible, um, but I'm. I'm not going for the victory if that makes sense but you, but have, you have more <laughs> points than me and jess i think well that says a lot about my ability to know about what's good and what's not the problem is i made a banter team i literally called it banter team just just well, just clicked a few and how oh, that's great and that's got more points than my actual team and i'm like well that's just that just shows the unpredictable nature of formula one right yeah okay yeah. let's move on to a new section uh where are where we are well where we are going to uh basically get our little report cards out for for each of the drivers uh kind of a quick fire thing and i've named it very quickly a b c d e f one um because we're grading them so Jesus uh, the amount yeah. of creativity uh-huh. Uh-huh. in this room uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. is blooming name is uh, to be confirmed but yeah abcdef1 i can see it now i can see like a really cringy title and everything right cool so let's go through mercedes and we're going to rate it from a star all the way down to f okay and it goes a star a b c d e f g wait <laughs> i said all the way through to f and i said through g it will start we'll finish at f and you were saying that there's a, a US version where you don't have the E or something. Is that right? I, I don't think yeah. it goes to E in America. I'm not, not sure. Okay, well, it goes, it goes to E this time. You okay. definitely get an F though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It goes like A, B, C, D, F, I think. A, B, C, oh, D, is it like you can't get lower than a D? Anything lower than a D is a fail. Yeah. Fine. Let's okay. do that because then it's easier. Okay, so... Anything lower than a D and you Anything lower you than failed. a D and you failed. Okay, and then we've got A stars, right? Yeah. Okay, a agreed. Plus. Let's yeah. do this. We've agreed. This is our first thing we're agreeing on. Wait. We have to all come to an agreement okay. to, uh, for okay. our grades. There might be some sort of like, okay, all right, you have a B, whatever. Okay, Lewis Hamilton. B. Uh, B, yeah, B, I was going to say B. B. Yeah. Okay, wow, God, well oh done, everyone. Oh, my God, good start. Boutry Bottas, A star. A. Didn't get pole. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll I'd a. go for an A or maybe a B plus. No, let's go for an A. <laughs> let's go for an A. Otherwise, I'll get lynched. Just with the Bottas basher out. I love it. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, C. No, I'm going to go with A. 
What? No, maybe B. B. Yeah, settle yourself down. Jeez. B. It's just like, B. it was, I, I think it's a passing grade, C. Yeah, C. Satisfactory. Satisfactory. Um, Charlotte... he, brought, he brought the car home, but he didn't do anything magic with I'm it. I'm sorry, two to one, Dan. C. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte Claire, I'm I think that there's, a, there's three C's in his name. I'm going to give him a C as well. Yeah. No, if, if that gets a C, then Leclerc gets lower because he didn't out-qualify him. He made mistakes this in the race. race for Ferrari, Dan. This situational what? thinking And here. he played no. the game. No, okay. Maybe... Uh, yeah, I he would have beaten C, Bell. I think I just did C, C's across the board. Yeah, like D's harsh. Like, he finished fifth. Yeah, see, that's he why, that's why I thought Vettel was a B because he did nothing wrong. He did nothing Hey, we're right. not going back to Vettel. Vettel was locked in with a C. That's... It's done. Who made you judge jury and execution? How about... No, how about... How about this? <laughs> Vettel gets a C plus... Oh, God, this is getting... I, I don't want to deal with pluses and minuses. Okay, I'll go with C just to avoid this debate. <laughs> Amazing. We've uh, already lost all of our listeners. Amazing. Uh, Max Verstappen, A. Yeah, I'll give him an A. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? I'll okay. give him an A. He was one of the only people to make a legit overtake. Yeah. I okay. think we're, we're going to have to reserve our A stars for truly magical performance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pierre... <laughs> Pierre Gasly, D. Let's uh, see. You're going to give Pierre Gasly a C when he got knocked out in Q1. It wasn't and didn't that wasn't his fault. It that wasn't his team. fault that he got knocked out That was out the team's strategy call that knocked him out in <laughs> Q1. Should have done a better lap. Even Helmut Marko said the team needs to apologise for him. And when Helmut Marko is so defending... So explain the situation for people that don't know, because I don't uh, know. Well basically, <laughs> well, basically, they tried to get through on one set of tyres. Uh, they both did two laps in a row. Um, and Gasly ended up, I think it was a tenth and a half behind Max. But by the end of Q1, that meant Max was 10th. And because it was so close, Gasly was down in 17th. Right. Okay. Um, you know, the they team just completely have, miscalled it. They should have yeah. sent him out again. They didn't. And you can't really overtake round Albert in Park. In the first race of the season as well. That's such yeah. a strange risk to take, isn't it? Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, C. I'll allow a C then for Pierre Gasly. Daniel Ricciardo, Renault. Ooh. Can you even rate him? Yes. I mean, I, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe people that got DNFs just don't count. Yeah. DNF gets an F. Okay, you failed. Sorry, Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, well, no, his incident, we haven't really spoken about it. No. Like, he a dipped fluke. a wheel. It was such a fluke. It was it was complete and utter fluke. Like, had that been any other circuit, he'd have probably gotten away but with it. But that's the thing. I think, you know, isn't that what track walks are for? To look yeah. and go, oh, there's a bit there. Better avoid that. Don't I mean, go true. on the grass here. Yeah. But I think everybody was massively surprised at how catastrophically oh, yeah, definitely. that bump ripped the entire front wing off. Like, I don't. I'd, could a track walk? Could you really know from a track walk? I think I think you could. Okay. Yeah. So I guess if you walk over it, you'd be like, okay, there's a dip here, you know, because I guess the grass goes and then it's the service road, then it comes back up again. But I mean, it's not something that you go, okay, so uh, start the race. We're going to be over there. You know, <laughs> you're not really going to to know that. But I, I guess he's he's hedged his bets and gone right. I'll get on the grass and then it will turn into the pit exit and then he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, I think he was just being he was just being squeezed by Perez. Perez, yeah. And was like, oh god, because you can see him kind of like, yeah, try and get move more out the way, and then that's when he hits that bump. I feel but... like he was watching his onboard. I feel like he was a bit desperate to, he was. to make up some positions. Yeah. He was start. definitely. I don't know if maybe that in his head he's like, I've got Nico here who's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I want to put a mark on him straight away and and get ahead of him into turn one. And it's his yeah, home race. Yeah, there's, there was a lot of pressure on him, and I think they, they came out and said, or Renault came out and said that there was a lot of pressure on him, or Danny Rick, I can't the, remember who it was. Yeah, I know. think they said by the end of the weekend he was just so exhausted. Yeah. He'd done so much um, with the media, he'd done so much to be out with the Australian fans and stuff like. I, just, I I agree. I actually, I saw a tweet by Will Buxton that you know 
Ren- Renault and Daniel have to learn when to say no. And I agree. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton got absolutely crucified for not F1 going to F1 Life. life. Yeah. But he was saying, like, I have to prepare for my home Grand Prix. It's yeah. my home Grand Prix. And, you know, how much it was, it was like, what, a week before, a few days before? Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah. Was it on the Wednesday think, before like the week weekend? Before, yeah. It was, there was a decent gap, wasn't there? Yeah, and it maybe wasn't the Thursday, was it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, you know, you do, you do have to give these guys breathing space. Yeah, they've, yeah, got, they've yeah. got a tough job to do. Absolutely. So, okay, Danny Rick, DNF. We won't, we won't grade him. That's a bit harsh. Okay, Nico Hulkenberg. I think that's a solid. A. I'd give him an A, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. I was going to give him a B, but I'll go for an A. Uh, seventh place. I mean, Nick Hulkenberg was born, I think, in seventh place. Like, yeah. That yeah. is just, but that's the thing for me. Like, he's just so vanilla. <laughs> well, he's not going to finish sixth, that's for sure. Like, he's, just like, like. He could have finished. How far was he behind Magnussen? Did you like see, a couple of seconds, I think. Yeah. Did you far. see in the Netflix documentary the segment where he goes to the school in Austin and there I are those kids? Roasted by those kids. The kids were like, so how many, how many races have you won? And he's like, Zero. And they're like, what? Why are you famous then? And I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God, the savagery. Savage. I cannot cope. I can't believe they left that in as well. It was amazing. But like, and I know he's in a mid... Like, what is he going to do in a Renault this, like, this season? What is Ricardo, he feasibly going to do in a Renault? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. if he beats Ricardo, he'll be the best man. So, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just go with the majority. Uh, fine, I'll allow an A. Right, Haas, Roman Grosjean. Oh, God, I don't, he DNF'd, but he, he didn't far. do anything wrong. He was, no, he he was quali- running he behind out- maximum. Yeah, he outqualified him, slipped behind him at the start. I'd, give, I'd go for a B. B, but DNF, so we can't fully judge. Yeah, B in brackets. But B, in, B, B in brackets. We're getting really technical now. Kevin we? Magnussen, I think that's a solid A for him. Yeah. As well. No, I'd go for B because he was outqualified by Romain. Okay, harsh. But, you know, he's got his elbows out against Nico Hulkenberg. Defended well for once. You know, he didn't actually be really dirty. That's true, is, actually. Yeah, I forgot. He's a changed man. That. Well, we'll see. Okay, we're going to go with A because uh, me and Jess had it. Uh, <laughs> McLaren, Carlos Sainz blew up. Doesn't matter. Uh, oh, Lando Norris. I mean, it does matter. And he but it qualified matter horribly. Grade. Yeah, so it would have been an F, but it's fine. Uh, Lando Norris. Fucking A star. Whoa. I wouldn't go with A star. A. No, yeah, yeah I think A. I'd, I'd say B as an overall Whoa. race weekend performance. His qualifying was he great. Slipped, he did he slip slipped back. back it wasn't, it was, that was strategy. You know, everyone in the midfield pitted or someone in the midfield pitted. It creates a domino effect I, where I guess everyone has that's to cover each other off yeah. get stuck behind Giovinazzi in a damaged car yeah. and I thought the way he attacked him was sensible yeah. like he didn't go for anything ridiculous he it wasn't of... aggressive was it it wasn't no. hungry no. It, was... it was definitely done in mind of I don't want to crash out of my first yeah. ever yeah. Grand Prix it was probing I would say yeah probing Ooh, God. Yeah. yeah Okay. and I think like yeah <laughs> and to avoid people saying that oh you, you just absorbed in the hype of Lando let's go for a, a B <laughs> yeah just for the sake but of that but qualifying he gets yeah, an A yeah qualifying was an A start really impressive but yeah I feel like because he wasn't particularly aggressive with yeah. his uh, overtaking that he actually ruined his race he was yeah yeah if he hadn't got through if he but got he through did, much earlier he, he did put the move on yeah eventually Giovinazzi, Giovinazzi. racing point end. Sergio Perez did you hear David Coulthard he kept calling racing point Force India oh no on the channel 4 commentary I think Crofty did at one point as well it's just racing point is not a natural thing That's to weird. say right now so, yeah, sorry. It was just a little yeah, side, no, it's fine. side Racing point side slash X-Force India. Sergio Perez, D, I think. No, he qualified in the top 10. He finished 13th, didn't he? Yeah, again, that was because of the strategy, though. He was one of the drivers that got caught out in it. Yeah, but C. He has, I'll allow a C. Yeah, okay. I'll allow a C. 
Yeah. But then he got beaten by Lance Stroll. Yeah, yeah but he, Stroll but he had a much better race. Strategy, so do a better strategy, Dan. That's what I would say. I'll tell Sergio that. <laughs> what would you give him then? What, Perez? Stroll, start, Stroll yeah. qualified 16th and ended up 9th. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I would go with... Perez so, qualified 10th and finished 13th. Yeah, I mean, on race results, it's not great. It's not looking not great looking for Perez to have anything more than a seat. Yeah, that's one place behind Lando. He had the same race as Lando, basically. Lando was a rookie. Is a rookie. <laughs> Perez has got ten years <laughs> yeah. under his belt. This is the this is the discussion. We no, gave Lando we're joking, a beat. We're joking. I think I think you know. I don't think they did necessarily anything wrong. Yeah, it wasn't outstanding. It wasn't it's a C. It's a mediocre then. I'll C, allow yeah. I'll allow mediocre. Lance Stroll, I think, was an A. I think no, he very well. No, I. I after dismissing the plus and minus thing, I would go back to it and give him a C plus. Oh, so here, uh, so uh, when it suits you, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when oh, it yeah. it suits you, fine. Yeah. He's, he's no, I'll, give him a, I'll give him a B because he did make an awesome start, Seven which is something he's up. making a bit of a trademark. He, he's got such a lot to prove as well. Yeah. He's yeah. got such a lot to prove that he's not just a pay driver and he definitely couldn't do that from a Williams. So, you know, more power to him. Like, yeah. come on, boy, yeah, bring it. Impre- impressive I'll allow a B then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Are you making marks of all these? No, uh, we'll go back and write it down. Uh, <laughs> Alpha Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen was, I mean, was kind of a bit there? of a ghost, he wasn't was he? He was invisible, wasn't he? Was he? A ghost. I don't remember seeing him once. He qualified ninth and finished eighth. It's just a C, really, isn't it? It's, it's just, like, yeah, yeah, you were there. B, C. I'd say C, just because he turned up. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see him once, so I couldn't really judge his performance. We'll go with a flatline C. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. Now, <sighs> interesting. I don't think he had a very good race, and but his defence made it seem like he was having... His like, defending was... He was, he pretty, did. Pretty but good. again, like you're defending on a track where it's impossible to overtake anyway, so I think maybe your defending looks more impressive than it actually but is. But he had a damaged car, apparently they were considering yeah. retiring it or yeah. something yeah. like that. So, so fair to judge play. then, so C. We're just giving everyone C's. <laughs> yeah. If it's difficult to judge, we don't C's know the full story. C's uh, Okay, Daniel Kvyat. I'd give him a solid B. Yeah, yeah, definite B. B. Got outqualified by Albon, but great in the race. You know, held off Gasly. Alex Albon. C. Yeah. I mean, he had he had his highlights, but he had errors. I remember his interview just being like, "I was nearly in the top ten, and then it went worse. It just like went downhill from there or (laughs) something." Bless him. Uh, He's so honest. Bless him. And finally, Williams. Uh, uh, George Russell. To be honest, it's. I think he did a really good job. From week. what we saw, yeah, I mean, he went round and finished he, the race. I think he got the most out of that that he could have done. He didn't make any mistakes. He it's had a good be. attitude the whole week- weekend. So yeah, maybe a B. B. We're even given points for attitude now. Good attitude all weekend. B. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy with that? Joke? Yeah, I'm fine with that. And Robert Kubica. Oh, D. Huh? D. A D. D. Yeah. So I didn't actually see the uh, replay of him getting caught up with everything. What what exactly happened there in in turn Yeah, his front two? wing got ripped. I think off. he touched. I think he said it was Gasly. Right. It broke his oh, wing and then his mirror fell off in the race. <laughs> in qualifying, you hit the wall because his car had too much grip. And that, he was, was, that was the most amazing story I've ever heard. And he just, he, yeah, basically he came out of the pits for his final run and the car felt totally different to anything else. And when he got to turn nine, it was, he, he's, he, had, he had so much grip that he went too fast through the corner and hit the wall. Oh my God. Um, I love the, he, hit, um... he almost hit the wall in the pit lane at one point and in practice he damaged his car a little bit and then couldn't go very well because the team didn't have enough spares. So he he had a clumsy weekend. I think you can't really judge him because, you know, he's he's made a lot of small errors, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault. It's him trying to wrestle a pig of a Williams around the track. Yeah. 
the fact that the the mirror fell off as well just links in it's beautifully just... with the tweet from IBR, which was the uh, Drive to Survive uh, season two, where the uh, guy has uh, photoshopped the Williams uh, logo over. Uh, Homer Simpson oh, trying yes. to build the uh, awesome. barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go and check out Internet's Best Reactions on our YouTube. It is amazing. Uh, I feel like you almost can't grade the Williams drivers. Like, it's going to be so just, tough to judge them this season. It is just like if it wasn't bad before, Jesus Christ! Do you see that they've got slower since 2017? Like 2017, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a tenth or something. But yeah, I do, It's no almost you know you know when you just can't look anymore. Because you're just like I, I don't, I can't deal with the sad. sadness. It's like what's it going to happen next? Like yeah. something like what? Like if they don't improve, surely they're just going to leave the sport. Like I can't see any other way around. Or it. Or they'll get like, bought out. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Like because people, there's so many. Well, F1 are great at the rumor mill, but there are so many apparently so many brands and teams that potentially want to come in. Mm. And if they've got something ready made at Williams, why wouldn't yeah. they buy yeah. them out? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I think uh, it. It kills me as well because it's like, well, is it time for Claire to just step Well, in the Netflix documentary, you know, she's doubted herself saying, you know, am I good enough for this and and what? But I also don't think like, I just, I mean, nobody really knows what's going on. Changing one personnel for another is not going to do anything. It seems like it's... But the the whole departure of Paddy Lowe is very strange. Um, I mean, nothing else has really come out after that but yeah i mean how can you remove such an intrinsic part of the team at the start of the season like how how is that going to play into yeah. their hands like they're now having to replace that role with someone brand new like when everybody else is like just focusing on the rest of the season not 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 getting started again like it's just been like just crazy story after crazy story after crazy story and then everything like the wing mirror falling off, like I just basic don't... Uh, basic parts of the car isn't that you just, expect to stay on. Just it's, it's... you could not write it. They just needed stability going into the season, and, exactly. and and it's been the complete opposite. So let's dive into predictions for Bahrain, then, shall we? Uh, let's go with mine first. Bottas redeems himself with a lunge for turn one for the lead. I feel like he will redeem redemption for Bottas, and uh, he'll win. Bot- Bahrain. Uh, or at least he will take the lead at some point during during Bahrain. And the second one is Hamilton will DNF. Uh, don't know what. Maybe turn one. Maybe a mechanical issue. Don't know. Okay. But just sense it. I sense it on the horizon. I feel like Hamilton's going to have a terrible start to the season. You I mean just... like every season ever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> True, actually. Yeah. So, but he, even worse. We all know he doesn't turn up until... Until like midway through. Midway oh, through. I'm 40 points behind. Let's win everything. Uh, Jess, you're two. Um, I think Daniel's going to finish ahead of Nico. Am I? Yes, Dan. Awesome. You, Dan. No, Ricardo work, will finish. Dan. Ricardo will uh, finish the race ahead of Hulkenberg. Okay. All right. And uh, the other one. Um, the. Uh, oh yeah, um, Charles will get fastest lap. Oh. Which I think is a bit risky because it's a, it's it's current Ferrari, but you know why not? You never know. They make might make, be the make up car. make up for Australia. Yeah. Maybe they're like, Charles, you can go for it this time. You go for it, boy. We believe in you. Dan, you're two. Do you remember? Or do I need to tell you? No, me? I can remember. Because um, he has it in front of him. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I um, can remember. Reed's phone. <laughs> 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 um, I've got one of the Williams will be another car. Whether any car. Any car. Medical car, safety car. <laughs> yeah. No. Does that count for anybody that DNFs? Because technically no. they did that No, in but Australia. a running car. 
No, I mean, a running car, even if it means that they've broken their wing and gone in the pits for 10 laps and come out again, I think a Williams will finish ahead of another car. So a Williams will finish 18th. Unless there's DNFs. Unless there's DNFs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my other one is Grosjean on the podium. Jeez. Why? What? I, I'm intrigued is... to know why on earth you've just said that. I'm saying that because last year, Gasly finished fourth in a Toro Rosso. Yeah. This year, Haas is really close or closer than last year to the top three. I think Grosjean's got the pace over Magnussen. And if there's a little bit of craziness up the front, I see no reason why Grosjean couldn't sneak a podium. And Hockenberg will finish fourth and not get another podium. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, Hockenberg will finish fifth. And Ricardo will uh, finish yeah, fourth. There you go. Nice. <laughs> uh, the three fan predictions. Uh, we have Felipe Omito, Leclerc grows a beard, wins and curses on the radio. <laughs> that just doesn't suit his image, does it, at all? I could, It'd be amazing if, if he turned happened, up with one, though, isn't it? Like, if that, and what if he got like, tattoos, too, as well? Like, oh, just go Swearing cool. at the cameras and everything. So, what, the person I feel sorry for with this whole beard business is Nick Heidfeld. He rocked a beard for years and never won a race. <laughs> Bottas grows one, wins first time out. It's just not fair on him. <laughs> also, Vettel's <laughs> moustache. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about that for a second. Oh, I love that he's grown a moustache, but he can't grow a moustache. Well, he can't, like, you know, it's there. It's definitely there. Mm, it's just a bit creepy. It's just It's not like... Mansell-esque, is it? I, don't, I, I just don't feel like he has the right... I don't know. It looks who in the mirror has goes... the right... Who has the right face for a moustache? Oh, a moustache can look good. For some people, but I feel like just him with facial hair or hair just doesn't seem like the so aerodynamic thing that he had. Bold. No, no, yes, just when he stops making he had, mistakes. When he had a beard, like, beard was fine, but the moustache is just strange. What's worse, the moustache or him doing that aerodynamic thing in last, was it last year? I think year? the moustache. No, hair I think worse. the bowl thing was weird. I think, yeah. but I mean, hair is hair, right? But <laughs> it's his face. Yes, hair is hair. I like a moustache. It's whimsical. He's got a sense of humour. He's not old enough to rock one yet, I don't think. Oh, there's no age limit. And we're going to carry on with <laughs> yeah. our final fan prediction. Actually, we've got two more. Uh, Sacred Silenced says, Kimmy will get on a camel after being parked in the sand. Wow. I do, I do, do they have camels that close to the track? I know they're in the middle of a desert. Maybe we'll just but... go with Kimmy will get on a camel and it could be included in promotion or anything like that. If they manage to get Kimmy on a camel... They have done very well. Yes. And finally, Barrelier says, Ricardo keeps his wing, Grosjean keeps his wheels, and Kvyat will keep, Kvyat will keep his seat. Well, yeah. That's, like yeah. Three That's kind one. of a given. Well, I yeah. hope it's a given. Well, let's hope Ricardo keeps his wing. I'm just trying to get points here for our predictions, all right? We're a team here. Okay, okay cool. Um, so those are the nine predictions, and we are done for the Australian Grand Prix. All right. How nice. exciting is this? We're Dan, back. How has it been? How's it's it been? been? Being part of this. It's been nice that you finally let me into your little clique. Um, Only because Tommy's on holiday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. You're going to be part of uh, a lot of this uh, this season coming up. Because Tom's and, on holiday. Uh, because, yeah. because, because someone will be on holiday. He's back in like September, isn't yeah. he? Something like that. It feels like that. <laughs> I think at one point it'll be a one-man show with you, Dan, to be honest. Oh, so uh, oh, I feel sorry for everyone actually, if that's I, the case. I would listen to an hour of you just talking to yourself about I, Formula 1. I wouldn't listen to an hour of myself. <laughs> you've got a good voice for it, though. Like You could definitely yeah. rock it. You, you've, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought, yeah, that's, I was going to be not nice to you when you, you, you were said to me that you weren't going to be on the podcast and you had me on for about half an hour today. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to be on the podcast. I was like, why? Please come on. And you're here, which is very happy, which made me very happy. Right. So that is it. We are going on Audio Boom, Spotify, 
iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, which is our Google iTunes-ish, Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Basically, just rate Any us good. on every single yeah. platform slash the one you're on at least, and uh, just say that we're amazing and that five stars. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss another one. Yep, never miss another one of this. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, we'll Coming see in, in Bahrain, <laughs> or we won't. We'll, you'll hear us from Bar in Bahrain. Cool. Right. Goodbye, everyone. You'll be at Bahrain. Oh, that's is that a secret? Exclusive. Yeah, I'm still waiting for flight oh, details. Anyway, oh, cool. No. Thank you so much we'll for watching. We'll cut that bit out the end. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, watching. Je- watching. Listening. God, I'm so not used to a camera Watch not being in this room. Why are we still talking? Right, goodbye, everyone. 